Bethel 2.0, I shared with you over this last few weeks, is this. We're moving as a prophetic word that came through November from the men of God we brought in and, and through me as well, that we're moving from 1.0, everybody say 1.0, to 2.0. Now, 2.0 is not just the second version of Bethel. The first 20 years, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The first 20 years represented Bethel 1.0. So, in the Bible, every Sabbath year is a year of liberty and freeing captives. In the Bible, biblical number seven times seven or seven seven-year increments leads you up to the 50th year, which is Jubilee, where all debts are forgiven, where you basically get a brand new start. But debts many times were forgiven in each seven-year increment. And it's definitely a time where we saw great miracles in the Bible of healing and deliverance. The Bible is broken up into seven major parts. Uh, gosh, the number seven does so much. But what I want you to get in your spirit is seven represents God's perfection and wholeness. Wholeness, completeness, fulfillment. Seven is the number of perfection. Seven is God's numbers. I could go through and read you. I was just up here reading some stuff on the front row and got infatuated with it when God brought this up in my spirit about all the different things and seven uh, major books, seven books in the Bible, you know, 49. I mean, it's just, just all kinds of cool stuff. But seven is the number of wholeness, healing, perfection, and liberty. Now get this. Didn't know any, didn't really have that in my spirit at all when we began to prophesy about Bethel 2.0. So what did we just complete in 2019? 20 years. So have we just entered into the 21st year of Bethel? What are three sevens? So as a church, we're moving in to a season of perfection, of wholeness, of fulfillment, and of liberty. You are a part of that because you are the church. But here's the other thing. What year comes after 2020? You may have some setbacks in 2020. You'll have some trials. You'll have some fights. You'll have, we call them tussles, you know. But I love like what Pastor, Pastor West said when he was here. You got to be a ride or die, right? But if you'll be a ride or die with what God said in your spirit, if you'll be a ride or die with what God's plan for your life is and what God's word for your life is, at the end of 2020, which is the 21st year of Bethel, you're coming into the 21st year for you as a child of God, and you're coming into another season of liberty, of wholeness, of healing, of provision, and of perfection. But here, say this with me, nothing less than double. Say it, nothing less than double. Nothing less 
than double. So Bethel, God just downloaded this in my spirit, so I'm giving it to you raw. So as Bethel is in its 21st year moving into 2.0, it's already experiencing coming into this year wholeness, perfection, completeness. But the first Sunday in 2021, not only do we as individuals go into our number seven, God's perfect number, but Bethel goes into number seven. But here's the thing, my friend, you and I are going into double sevens. We are going into double sevens. We are the family of God, the household of faith. So everyone that is in covenant with this house, you've just entered in prematurely one year early, you're seven. By the end of this year, when the clock ticks, everything's going to be double. My faith is it's going to be double before the clock ticks into 2021. That's where my faith is. Say nothing less than double. I don't want you to set your dreams too small, your goals too small, your plans too small. It's time to go double or nothing. You didn't get that now. It's time to go double or nothing. Double healing in your body. Double deliverance in your mind. Double freedom from poverty and addiction and offense and hurt and bitterness. Double blessing in your marriage. Double blessing with your kids. Double blessing in your career. Double blessing in your business. Double blessing in your anointing. Double blessing in revelation. Double blessing in the works of God in you and through you. And we will have double blessings. This church will double in 2020. It will double in attendance. This church will double in finances. This church will double in its impact on the communities around us in 2020. Say amen. amen. Say yes and amen. Yes, amen. Say nothing less, nothing less. Than, double. than double. Now how do we get that? Would you think double would be a quantum leap? It's a good start to it. Because I didn't say that's all. And it's laid out for a certain order. And if you take the steps that the order is laid out, you'll be covered. That's like when I ordain a minister in this house. They're ordained, but they're also ordained by the steps they take. If they get out of step with doctrine and character, their ordination is removed. Doesn't mean, well, it's just meant by God. They did this or that. No, it meant they got out of step. Doesn't mean they can't be restored or healed, but that, doesn't, that means what? They are no longer ordained because they're not on track or on step that was laid out for them, the boundaries that were laid out for them. Does anybody believe God has healthy boundaries for us? Is it healthy to understand the law of gravity? Well, we have good knowledge of that, don't we, Paul? Boy, we, everybody, went, but what about the revelation of faith? What about the revelation of love? 
The two key things for you, when you receive a prophetic word, it's ordained by God to be. But you have to walk it out. Because if it's ordained by God to be, you have to walk it out because the steps of a righteous man or woman, a person, a child of God, are what? Ordered. Ordered by the Lord. That's the root word of ordained. It's putting an order in. When something's ordained by God, he put an order in. But you got to fulfill it. Did you know you can have nothing in the kingdom without faith? Do you know Jesus Christ himself cannot give you his faith? If he could, why wouldn't everyone in his hometown be healed? Because they had no faith. The Bible said, Jesus said, I could only heal a few because of what? Their unbelief. If Jesus could force them to believe and force them to have faith, he would say, whoop, let me lay hands on you. There's your faith. The Holy Spirit can't force faith on you. God himself set the law up just like gravity set up that you can only operate through faith. The prayer petition, without the prayer petition, no other prayer can be heard. Petition of faith. So as we're talking about this and we're coming into this launch party and this celebration of a quantum leap, Bethel 2.0, and supernatural advancement in every area of your life, right? As we're coming into that, I want to give you a little setup, which is not really much in my notes. Kind of was adding them this morning and in here. But I like it when God does it that way. He lets Dalton know he doesn't really need much from Dalton. Just obey, dummy. Just obey. Obedience is better than rebellion is as a sin of well, I just, you know, didn't agree with the leadership. Were you under that leadership? Yes. Did they do something biblically wrong? No, I just didn't like the way the direction of the church is going. To me, it sounds like rebellion. You see, you got to watch in your life when you don't have the proper order in your marriage, the proper order with your children, when you don't have the proper order in the workplace, in your relationships and friendships, be careful that you're not operating under a spirit of witchcraft. I didn't say you were a witch, but that means you flow in and out of the spirit of that. As a matter of fact, I stood right here and cursed a witch to death last week if they do not repent. You say, how could you do that? Where's the grace in that? A witch is not under the grace of God. Only the children of God are under the grace of God. So if they're a witch, they're not a son or daughter of God. I didn't curse them to death. I just told them what's going to happen if they don't repent. That's all I told them. It'd be nice if somebody give you a warning that you're tied on a railroad track and there's a train coming. See, see we got to be careful when God speaks, not just to celebrate it and say, what's up for next week? What's the next series? What's the next thought? Who? what are we going to do next, Pastor? We're going to do what God said do until we get it done. Say, get it done. 
So revelation is ordained to affect a change of position in your life. If you're going to move spiritually to another level in your life, it can only come through the revealed Word of God. Everything comes through the Word of God. You can receive faith by hearing and hearing the Word. You can receive faith by reading the Word. You can receive faith by hearing testimonies like Pastor Mark was doing, going around getting people and they're testifying about what the Word did in their life. In the beginning was the Word of God. The Word was with God and the Word was God. So we get nothing without the Logos and Rhema, the Word of God. So when God gives you a Word that is a revelation and it agrees in your spirit and you know that it's God, whether he's speaking to a donkey, a horse, a dog, or a preacher boy, or a child, when you know it's God's word to you, you just became accountable for it. That's why I said nothing less than double. Bible says in 2 Corinthians 3, beginning in verse 16, says, nevertheless, say nevertheless. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. What is a veil? Remember how Moses, the glory of God was so strong when he met God in a cleft of the rock, God went by and God only let him see his hinder parts because he said, Moses, you'll die. I'll let you see my back, the back as I go by. You can't see me. And it says when he came out of the rock cliff down to people, they were falling out, blinded, they couldn't see because of the glory, the doxa, the manifested presence of God. God made visible, God seen on him that he had to put a glory over his, he had to put a veil over his face. Wouldn't that be something if you were so strong in God and in communion with God, like Smith Wigglesworth, a man was sitting on a train with him and said, oh my God, he never said a word to him. A businessman said, oh, my God, I feel like I'm in hell. I feel like I'm burning. Smith Wigglesworth just looked at him, sitting across from him. Why do you look at me that way? He never said a word. Oh, my God, what must I do? I feel the flames of hell on my body. What must I do? Smith Wigglesworth there never get saved. He just began to repent and said, ask God to forgive him and got saved. Smith Wigglesworth never said a word. But the glory was in his eyes. When you saw, that's why the Bible says the eyes are what? The window of the soul. What is the soul? Your decision-making resources, your mind, will, and emotions. Verse 17, now the Lord is the spirit. There's lots of spirits, but he's the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, deliverance. Freedom, wholeness, multiplication, blessing, healing. But we all, with an unveiled face, eyes that do not represent the fullness of the potential we have as sons and daughters of God, that we operate the best we know to do. But when revelation comes, that's God's promotion. He's put an order in for you to have a promotion. He's put an order in for your position to change in 2020. Now, anybody realize you ever been up for a promotion in a job or a career or a business? Did you always get the promotion? If you don't do what you had been doing and more, will you get that promotion? The order can be put in for you to have a promotion, but you're not going to receive the promotion unless you fulfill the order. 
God has ordained for you, say me, to have nothing less than double in my relationships, in my marriage, in my health, in my career, in my business, in my finances, in my walk with God, in my anointing. Say double. Say double, double. And it sounds stupid. But here's the thing. You've got to understand, genius. Let me help you with something. What did the word say? I will take the foolishness of preaching to confound the wise. I hope you're not too smart for yourself. Because if you are, you won't operate with a spiritual veil. You'll operate with the veil of humanity. And you will not see the unseen. The unseen, 1 Corinthians says, right, that through faith we can see what? The unseen. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is what? The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. If you have a veil, you can't release your faith. Actually, once you have faith, it removes the veil so the manifested glory of God can give you vision. Where there is, Proverbs 29, where there is no vision, my people perish. But happy is he that keeps what? The law. I'm not talking about just the law of the old covenant because now it's not been done away with. It's just been fulfilled by the second Adam, Jesus, Romans 5 says, to a better covenant. But if I don't keep my covenants with God and obey his word the best I know how and do what he says I'm going to do, then I'm not going to get what he ordered for me to have. We've had people come to this church, whether it be living from a life of prostitution, addiction, maybe been in adultery and multiple marriages, whatever, give their life to Christ and within a week, they needed a car. They didn't just get a car. They got a new car. Within six months, someone writes a check and they're out of debt. Somebody gives them a house. Crazy stuff happens. I, then there's people sitting around being a Christian 5, 10, 15, 20 years, get offended. God, how could you do that? I've been tithing for 20 years. I've been serving you for 20 years. The difference is revelation. To whom much is forgiven, much is but if you fulfill the requirement, much more is given. Yeah. 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 So maybe you get what your talents can get you. Maybe you get what your wisdom can get you. Maybe you get what your understanding presents you. Maybe you get what we call willpower. What's your will? It's your decision-making resource. So you get according to the decisions you make. So as you make a decision, make it not based on the veil of humanity, but make it based on the word of God. Prophecies come, but they don't happen. You have to fight for prophecies. You have to release your faith, don't you, Sandy, for prophecies. 
but a prophetic word comes over you, it clicks in your spirit, it agrees with the word of God, you go, that's my word. It can be given to someone over here, but you go, I, I, that's my word too. I take it too. It, you can have it according to your faith. There's not one thing that you cannot have as long as you have it according to your faith. But all, but we all, with an unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, what an image we see, the glory of God, the glory of the Lord. Wait a minute. That means if I'm going to receive a miracle that the Lord said I could have either in his word or through revelation or preaching or stirring, then I got to see it, the image of it, before I can possess it. The glory means doxa, means God made visible, God seen, manifested. So if I'm looking at a mirror, what am I looking at? An image. But I'm not looking at the way I look. See, we look at everything and measure it according to the way we look with God added to us. Quantum leap is not about addition. The revelation I want you to get is that you see that image and glory as God and not as God added to you, but you in God and God in you, the hope of glory. <laughs> but with an unveiled face, so... But we all, with an unveiled face, that means I'm going to take everything I know, think I know, could know, used to know, and move it. If I could just get you in 2020 for five minutes to do this right here and just peek at what God has for you. Well, your kids and your grandkids and your Parents and your family and your career, your ministry, your business, whatever it is. See, see, if we're gonna, Paul, if we're if we're, we're if we're gonna do double in the community, then we definitely got to double the finances in this house because we're just getting by. Right. But this is not a year just to get by, or just to get through. But the only way that can happen is if you increase your finances, so you can sow more. Or if you can't, God will bring people in and get your blessing and they'll do it. Hmm. Beholding us in a mirror, the what? The glory of God, the blessing, the manifested presence of God. Look now, our being what? Transformed. Doesn't mean you've been increased. Added to, blowed on, licked, pushed over, kicked, whatever. Doesn't mean you've been encouraged. Doesn't mean that you began to change a little bit. But it's talking about being like a human being. You're no longer a human being. You're being transformed. You are a transformational being. You are moving more from the natural to the supernatural. There's only one difference between natural and supernatural. Natural doesn't have super in front of it unless it's supernatural. 
What does that mean? That means a transformed being doing things as God. Well, Lord, would you just heal James in Jesus' name? Well, if I'm praying for James to be healed, you already know I'm doing it in Jesus' name. He's got his glory. You know what he wants me to do? He's saying, James, be healed. What am I saying? When I say James being healed, that's a different level of faith than I say James be healed in Jesus' name. Because now I'm operating of the glory that I see in the mirror as I am one with that glory and now I'm operating and releasing the same glory because we're one. You know, I just don't know. Jesus, Jesus knows his name. He knows he's the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. He, he, he doesn't need any more glory. He knows who he is. He's trying to get you a little bit of glory. Because if you get a little bit of glory, you'll get hungry for more glory. And when you do, more people will receive glory. Are being transformed what now? In the same image. The word image, imagio. Likeness, mirror, molded, fashioned as. From what? You got a little glory in you when you got saved. And you've been serving God. You got some glory in you. Maybe a lot of glory. But wouldn't it be great to have a quantum leap of glory? Well, I ask you a question, and I'm not doing this for my own ego. I feel when I walk in this room, you pulling on my faith. I just look around and see your attention. Why? Because of a level of anointing I walk in. I see you do that for Mark when he's preaching or ministering. But me being the father obviously doesn't mean that he doesn't have a great glory and anointing. But for this house, God set me in this place and as I keep working on myself and Mark keeps working, man, Mark, his level of glory and anointing, if you just knew five years ago or 10, no, just he's blown it out of the water. He's just, we're both just glory. And you get him in his arena too and other arenas, he blows me away in glory. His presence is way bigger than my presence. Presence is important. Say presence is important. Presence is important. You can't get the apple if you're not present. The most important thing you can do is just show up. I know when I walk on this property, when I walk down the hall during work, when I walk into this room and I feel the anointing like multiply a thousand times from what I did when I got out of my truck to walk in the building. But that's a two-way street. That's from the work and the time I put in, the grace of God give me what I definitely don't deserve except hell. And then multiply that with your confidence and expectation in me draws it out of me. Why did they not get healed in Nazareth? Yeah, it was unbelief. What was the unbelief? Their unbelief was they were operating with a veil and could not have faith to open it enough just to see that they were praying for the Messiah and he was standing in front of them. Your Messiah, not me, Jesus, is no longer standing in front of you. He put the paracletos, the one called alongside you, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost is inside you and will be with you and will live with you and be there forever. 
while you're on this planet. But you pray for more of God and he's saying, I've already put the order in, Tom. You just got to open that veil some more. And stop peeking. Whoo, whoo, it scared me. God's got so much for me. What? I mean, if your shadow's not healing the sick when you walk out of your driveway to get in your car, you don't have enough. I know I don't have enough. How much is enough? You know why you don't have enough? Or even more than enough? One word. Fear. Oh, I'm not afraid. I know God can do whatever he wants. No, you're fearful that you'll blow it when he gives it to you. Be truthful. There's only one reason you're not more anointed than you are right now. It's not anything to do with God. It's not anything to do with the devil. He's under your feet. It's fear. If I totally sell out to God, will I go crazy? If I totally sell out to God, will I get goofy? If I totally sell out to God, will will the devil amp it up so hard I just fail and I'm a mockery to my family and my friends? That's fear. That's a limiting belief. You got to get revelation, revealed word of God. And that revelation begins to uncover the glory that's in you. It says we are transformed from the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I can say that. So if I, I, what must I do to realize my heritage in Christ? What must I do to realize my heritage in Christ? Didn't he say in John 14 that you will not only do the works that I've done, I mean, that brother set some standards. To love the unlovely and those that hate him and to forgive them when they're murdering him on the cross and forgive them for they know not what they do, but then the power and the strength to say, go pay our taxes, got to pay our taxes, go down Peter and the first fish you pull out, it's going to have the amount in it. He's thinking, I'm a commercial fisherman, you're crazy. He goes down, sure enough, it happened. And he still denied him three times because he didn't keep the veil open. He peeked and got a glimpse. That's all I can handle now. Ooh, I'll get too much pride. Pride comes before a fall, but sweetie, you got to be high before you have a fall. You can't fall when you're flat on the ground. You got to at least be moving. You can't fall when you're sitting on the ground. You got to at least be moving. Faith is steps. It's moving. It's moving. Faith is alive. Faith is not past tense or future tense. Faith is now. By faith, we look into the veil. By faith, we see the glory. By faith, and when you see God, you should see yourself. Ooh, the religious ones, just let me help you. I know it's hard for you, so you don't have to run out of the building. Take your little hand up here and just put it on your chin like this and hold it real strong. That'll keep your head from spinning off. But I'm just telling you the truth. Now, you can go somewhere else and they can fluff you up, puff you up, and give you three steps to a happy year or three steps how to forgive your spouse. Has it worked? But if you want to move in some glory, if you want a transformation to take place, 
to where you're not who you are now in a month, in three months, in a year. If you want that, then you're in the right place. How many of you are in the right place today? You see, and I got a few minutes here and now I got to go into the next thing, but here's what I want to say. If I'm going to experience a transformation from a 1.0 to a 2.0, if I'm going to experience not just stepping but or leaping, but a quantum leap, transformation, yeah, then, then, that's it, then two things, the first two steps, and I've been talking about the first step is faith. I can't advance without faith, right? And what is that? We see that people who advance in faith are limit breakers. Some of them became limitless. Like Enoch, he was, and he was with God, and then he was not. We see limit breakers in Hebrews 11. Read a few verses to you. Verse 32. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell you of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and also David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith. Didn't say who through knowledge. Didn't say who through wisdom. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness. But here's the one I want you to underline in your Bible for now. Obtained promises. Hebrews 11, 33, I think it is. Obtained promises. What's a prophetic word from God? It's a promise from God. So if something's been spoken over your life and you know it's God, that's your promise. So what do I do? How do I access the promise of God over my life? Only one way, my friend, to begin with. If you don't do this, you won't get there through faith. So this year, we got to amp our faith up. This year, you're going to grow in faith through leaps and bounds. Amen. You have to to get where you're going to be. They obtained promises, stops the mouths of lions, quenched the fiery violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong. Anybody need to get stronger? Became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. So the first key for you to be a limit breaker, the first key for you to walk in the heritage of the Lord that you were born into is to walk by faith. Everybody say, walk by faith. And let me give you this last one real quick. This is critical. God convicted me of this, Miss Gwen. You remember about seven years ago when I was on this because God was just doing a work in me like I'd never experienced. Number two, everybody say number two. Number two. Let your love for God be proven and not theoretical. Oh, you know I love you, Lord, but you lie on him all the time. Oh, you know I love you, Lord, but you steal from him. You rob him. Oh, you know I love you, Lord, but you don't obey the things you know he told you to do. That's theoretical love. Theoretical love produces divorce. 
right? But proven love produces happy relationships, life-giving relationships. I'll read this verse and we'll be done. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says this, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor er, uh, ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. What's that say? If my eyes can't see it and my ears can't hear it, that means I got a veil. As a heart of man, I'm born with a veil. And I can't be saved unless I receive the grace of God through faith. So every gift God gives you is the same. He gives it to you by his grace through faith. Yeah, grace is there, the free gift of God for you, whatever you need, but the only way you can get it is through faith. But it's written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man. What? The things which God has prepared for those who love him. Do you really love him or is it a theoretical love? Well, he knows I love him. I mean, my God, I don't go to the clubs anymore and I don't cheat on my wife or husband anymore and I don't kick the dog that often. What do you say? That's a theoretical love. A true love is a proven love. A love of trust. Trust is not given Trust is earned. God first loved us, so he already did it. That's the grace you have. God first loved us, right? He first loved us. So when God did what? God first loved us. That takes the pressure off. Stop trying to love God more. That's theoretical. I just want to love him more. I beat myself up if I just don't love him enough. I just need to love Jesus more. The more you love God, the only way you can love God more is through revelation. Because God is spirit. Remember back there in 2 Corinthians? God is spirit. And the only way you can open up the veil to receive more revelation is through the spirit. So when you obey his word and his spirit, that's the way you show him you love him. But you don't have to. He's going to love you anyway. As a matter of fact, if you never receive the grace to be saved and go to hell when you die, he loves you all the way to hell and in hell because he didn't create hell for you. He created hell for the angels he kicked out of heaven. That's why it's so horrible. It's for spiritual demons, not you. Amen. Say, nothing less than double. <laughs> Say, nothing less than double. So here's your scripture, and then we're going to do something. So we know Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 is really the scripture for this year. And if you're going to move into your quantum leap 2.0, supernatural advancement in clarity, growth, and vitality. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in him. Oh, what? It doesn't say that? I mean, I thought it was on God if I just gave my life to him and didn't do too many bad things. Isn't it on God? I mean, it. Oh, he, he's going to what now? 
Now to him who able, it's talking about God, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, quantum leap stuff, above all that we ask, that means we haven't asked for enough. All that we think, that means we haven't got the bell open enough to, to even think about how much God wants to transform us. According to what? The power that works where? See, we want to put it off on God. I pray, I fast. To who? Prayer and fasting is to get your flesh to shut up so your spirit can release faith. That's what fasting is for. It's to kill the flesh. It's to quieten the pill to get the flesh to shut up and realize it doesn't dominate you. What's it doing? It's getting your mind and your body, the clutter and all that, to just be quiet, and it gets tired of fighting, just like your little three-year-old when you finally teach it it's got to go sleep in its own room. You should have done it from the hospital. Sorry for you. But anyway, so it's what bassinets are for. You let them in a the bassinet for about two months, about a month, month and a half, and then you in the room. But the rest of you just have conjugal visits, I guess. I don't know. Don't worry. Your kids don't know what that means. So I hope you know, but I, I don't think you Look at this now. According to the power it works to us, look, verse 21. To who? Him be glory. Where? In the church. Who's the church? We are. He wants to show off through you. And he's not going to do anything unless you participate. By Jesus Christ, what? To all generations, forever and ever. So don't say, well, that's just during that time period in the Bible. Oh, God, you unbelieving whatever. You and your time. Help you, Jesus. Who is able? Jesus, right? To do what? To do above all you can ask or think. Here's, here's another translation. It says, never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and, ex and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. That's the passion translation. It's great translation. Gosh, I didn't even get to this message. It's okay. So the main things we're going to focus on, I shared with you last week this year, is covenant membership. Helping to raise the people that have already taken covenant membership and those that are to become covenant members in this house to grow them, build, build their faith, to do the work of the ministry. Number two, our connect groups where you build relationships. We're seeing great growth in relationships and quality in our connect groups. Number three, Core groups, which we're changing to edge groups. That means uh, edge is uh, exponential discipleship and growth through expansion because that's what it's going to be this year. What is it? That's when you say, I want to be poured into. I, don't, I want more than a relationship. I want to grow. And when you want to grow, we have 100 or so in our edge groups, and we're going to probably double that this year. Easy. Well, we have to double it this year for sure. But that's where you grow. We pour into you one hour a week, one hour a week. And then through our events, clarity, growth, and vitality, immersion events, we'll be doing them this year again. And through impacting our community, reaching our world for Jesus, right? 
That's it. Through outreach and ministry and growing the food food bank, but more than that, taking it to the community, not just having them come here. Amen? So, where are my limitations? If I want to have a quantum leap in my life to be transformed, yeah, there you go. If I want to be transformed, my Marine got it right here, didn't he? My Marine's focused. How did that ha- How does it happen? The only limits I have is in my mind. The only limits I have is what I think and know. That's it. But see, if we see the glory of God the way he wants us to, and we adopt it into our life as us, then you, you move into a different level. God said in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, said, talking to his people, said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways says the Lord, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and so are my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So if you really want to move into this, then you're going to have to go with God's ways and not your ways. You're going to have to think like God and do things the way God would do them, and that's how you will transform. Here's what I want to do. I want to take you into this. Actually, Mark, you want to do this? They're tired of me. I probably wore him down today. But this is very important exercise he's getting ready to do with you because what we want to do, we could do an altar call and, you know, you feel boot goosebumps. We could peck you on the head or whatever. But I want action. I want, I want you to make a commitment to yourself, not to the church, not to, between yourself and God and move to your next quantum leap. Amen? Give God a big shout of praise. For you.